1: Football is back. AB is in Oakland, Le'Veon's with the Jets, OBJ and Jarvis Landry have teamed up again in Cleveland. One thing that hasn't changed though, where I'm placing my bets this season. My Bookie is the place to bet on football every weekend. My Bookie has better bonuses and more prop bets than any other sports book, period. This year they're hosting the first online handicapping super contest. First place is guaranteed to win at least $100,000, and it only costs $100 to enter. All you got to do is pick five NFL games against the spread every week to climb the leaderboard and score your share of the huge cash prize pool. I would only recommend a service to our listeners that's been good to us. That's why my bookie is always the right play. You bet, you win, they pay. MyBookie has live in-game betting on every NFL game. They've got the most rewarding player perks in the business. And for you fantasy guys out there, you can even bet the over-under on how many fantasy points a player will score in each game. Up to $1,000 first deposit bonus. Double your first deposit. Put in $100 and MyBookie will give you an extra $100 to gamble with. Use promo code CHAIR to activate the offer. Visit MyBookie online today at mybookie.ag. That's m y b o o k i dot A-G. And don't forget to use the promo code CHAIR when creating your account to claim the bonus. Terms and conditions apply. Bet. Win. Get paid.
0: Hey, Chris. Remember the days when you were always ready to go? Yes. (laughs) Specifically in the bedroom. Do you want to increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed? I know you do. Well, listen up. BlueChew.com. That's blue like the color. Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know it works. You can take them any time, day or night, on a full stomach or empty, and since they are chewable... They work up to twice as fast as a pill. Wow. So you can be ready whenever an opportunity arises. Because I know you like to seize an opportunity when you see it, Chris. Oh, absolutely. If you can benefit from extra function and more confidence when it counts, Blue Chew is the fast and easy way to enhance your performance. Most, Most guys talk a good game, but Blue Chew helps you follow through. Blue Chew is prescribed online and shipped straight to your door in a discreet package. So no in-person doctor's visits, no waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. Doctor's visits are literally the worst. They're made in the U.S. of A. and since Bluetooth prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than a pharmacy. Right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners and Chris. <laughs> Visit Bluetooth.com and get your first shipment free when you use our special promo code Armchair. Just pay five dollars shipping. That is Armchair. Bluechu.com dot promo code armchair to try it for free. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice and we thank them for sponsoring the podcast. Boys, it's Jeremy W. Miller. Neil the rebound. Kevin Alley brings it up. Throws it across. Miller for three. Over the rebound for his ninth. 18 points, nine rebounds, six oh, assists. No. Oh, oh a the God! Double time! Miles Turner! Yeah! Welcome to the NBA, my friend! Turner sets the screen. Oh, oh, oh no! Oh, no. Right Don't hand. let him throw it down like that! Victor, on the deep phone! Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Born Ready to Pod podcast.
1: Welcome to another episode of the Born Ready to Pod podcast. My name is Chris Cook and on with me right now via satellite. I believe he's in China or Japan. He's all the way across the globe right now. Eric Hawk is joining me for a special episode here today. We are going over Colt's player profiles. So Hawk, thanks for joining us today. I know you're busy man. How is it going all the way across the world right now?
0: I'll tell you what, man. The faux guy has been terrific. Uh, thank God I'm not in uh, the forest fires. So we're just keeping it real in China. All right. So,
1: <clears throat> so yeah, he's not really in China right now, but we aren't together. So uh...
0: I, I had the whitest day ever. I, <laughs> went to, I went to for lunch. I went to uh, Chipotle, and then I went golfing. And then I had Hardy's, and now I'm here doing a
1: podcast, so I've had the widest day of all time. It doesn't get any wider than that, that's for sure. No, it really doesn't. Um, Alright, so for today's episode, like I said, Colts profiles. So if you guys for, were following along, uh, we did the Pacers profiles early in the week for the point guards. So we'll be doing that for both the Colts and the Pacers. Today is the Colts episode, and today we are starting with the offensive and the defensive line. Two very important positions for the Colts. Um, But first, before we get into that, I want to, because we haven't actually addressed this, Hawk, is the Andrew Luck injury. We had talked about this a couple weeks ago, how we were optimistic about it. But news has broken since then. Maybe he's not going to be ready for week one, week two, who knows. And I even saw my boy Scott, Scott Tack online, the most optimistic man in the world. He's claimed that Andrew Luck's out for the season. So I want to hear from you. Um what are your thoughts on what's came out and do you think he's going to be ready to go? Cause I'm actually kind of getting pessimistic about it. Like my friend Scott.
0: Yeah. Uh, Kevin Bowen, when I was listening to his podcast on Sunday, he, he said he saw him go through individual drills and he, he says 65% if he had to guess. And I, I am leaning more towards the, I'm just gonna say he's probably not going to start week one. I still think we have a chance to win with everything that they they have down. Keenan Allen, Derwin James. Um, who else do they have go down?
1: Uh, they won't have Melvin Gordon. Melvin Gordon,
0: yeah, yeah, that's right, right, right. So they're going to be. Those are three big guys. They're going to be down, and I think we still have a chance to win. So it's, it's just one game. It sucks if it's. We'll know if he's practicing next week. That's going to be the telltale sign, in my opinion. I think if he's practicing, they're not going to throw him in there with one week of practice. I think he's got to practice next week. And then going into the, the final preseason game, probably not play, but get two weeks of practice in, hopefully. And uh, if not, I think he misses one game, which is fine, but it's obviously not ideal. But I still don't think it's going to loom past, like, uh, by week three, hopefully, this is we're not even thinking about
1: this. See, that's, yeah, that's my concern. The next thing I was going to ask you is, do you think this is going to be, like, 2017, where... They didn't definitively come out and say he was out for the season, but it was like a week-to-week thing. And then finally, like, what, seven or eight weeks in? I don't remember what it was. They were like, yeah, he's not playing. So are they trying to screw over, like, the fans right now? Because the Colts have always been secretive about injuries. You had the Peyton Manning one most recently before Luck. I mean, are they trying to screw us over right now uh, as fans just so we keep buying tickets?
0: It's a business, so I mean, probably it's not. If yes, it's not going to surprise anybody. You got to know that going in. But um, they obviously want to win. If I think they've learned their lesson, if they thought he was going to be like on the the injured reserve or the pup list, I think they would have already said he's going to miss multiple weeks. But I still think Reich Ballard. I still think they're holding on hope they can start him week one. Because I mean, if I think if they thought already, they would have told us. Yeah. But that's just me. And who knows, maybe. I just
1: hope not. Yeah. All right, All right so uh, now what I want to do, we got that luck uh, situation covered. I know it wasn't on your list of topics today, but I wanted to make sure we hit that because it's some big news for the Colts. Now for the player profiles. So that's what this enti- the rest of this episode is dedicated to for your Indianapolis Colts, the offensive and defensive line. We're going to be doing this for every Uh, set of positions for the Colts leading up to the season so Hawk I'm now going to throw it off to you you are now in charge and as I told you earlier this is your podcast and pretty much I'm just going to be your backup vocalist if you need someone to come in and you know say good job or hip hip hooray I'll be here for you but other than that you're the man in charge and uh, everybody is ready to listen to you.
0: It is time for Player Profile Offensive Line. And we're here. Okay, first up. So the offensive line coach is Chris Strausser, uh, along with the senior offensive assistant Howard Mudd. You may remember Howard Mudd uh, from the Peyton Manning days. Um, this is one of the more perplexing things that happened with the Colts this offseason, as you can uh, imagine. Last year's line uh, was Coach Dave the Jolimio, that's a hard pronunciation to make. I'm not going to get all these names right. Just telling you that off the top. Um, the nickname was Googe. He was one of Josh McDaniel's hires, and the Colts last season had arguably the best pass-protecting line in the NFL, and like, Reich, Reich lets him go at the end of the year. Um, apparently, Googe was a very passionate, fiery guy that a lot of people had issues with. Uh, there was a story when Denzel Good went to the Raiders. He talked about Googe being very disrespectful when he returned to the team after dealing with uh, his brother's murder, and uh, he ended up losing the job to Braden Smith. So so that being considered, I don't, I don't really know. Maybe some of that was overblown. But at the same time, they let him go. Uh, he was high on him for another position, yada, yada, yada. So Reich brings in his own guy. Reich and Ballard bring on their own guy, Chris Strausser. So it's a whole new line. And it's one of the more perplexing things that happened this offseason because we had such a solid line, and we just let that guy go. So We'll see. And then when I was listening to the Kevin Bell podcast, he was talking about how Rick and Turi uh, seemed to think the O-line was missing that spark, uh, that kick in the ass that Gooch provided, and it was good for them last year. So for these three first couple of uh, preseason games, you see the rushing performance performances in the first couple games have been just terrible, abysmal. Marlon Mack, six rushes for 10 yards in one game, and Naheem Hines, seven for 10 in two games. So this was our biggest improvement last season by far and now going into this year, has not been as solid. Uh, Obviously, there's been some injuries along the line, but still it just doesn't feel the same. Chad Kelly is the leading rusher through two games, so that should tell you something. Yeah. Uh, I still believe they will figure things out, and, of course, we have not had our full line playing together, so I think they'll be able to hash these problems out before the uh, first game in L.A. Uh, Howard Mudd was with the Colts from 98 to 2009, and uh, during those 12 years with the Colts, they allowed the fewest sacks in the NFL, so very impressive resume. Uh, Wright called Mudd for his opinion on Strausser, and you know Mudd had nothing but good things to say. So I think the line's going to be in decent hands. But did you know about this? Because I kind of knew about it, but I didn't realize it was as big of a deal maybe.
1: Um, yeah, I heard about the news because uh, I thought, you know, obviously the offensive line was, ever since we've been Colts fans, really there hasn't been a good offensive line since, you know, the Super Bowl runs that we had. Um, and last year was, I think how, how many games did they go without allowing a sack? I think seven or eight. I don't know what it was exactly. So, I mean, it, it they were very impressive last season. So when I heard the news, I first saw that they let him go. I was like, what the hell is going on? I mean, it's gotta be something that's, you know, behind the scenes or he, you know, was arrested for cocaine, like Tyreek Evans did or something. So I don't know. I was, I was very shocked. So, um, I mean, hopefully uh, I I trust Frank Reich. So I, hopefully, I mean, they made the right decision, but only time's going to tell this season. I mean, if they take a significant step back, you got to say, I mean, it was, I mean, obviously it's a terrible move for them to have made. Um, but then again, we're not in the locker room. We don't see what things are going on. So we don't really know how big of an asshole this guy was, but obviously, I mean, he did a pretty decent job last year. So yeah, I, when I heard the news, I was very thrown off by it, but uh I still think that they're going to be pretty good this year.
0: Yeah, I, I, I agree. And Nelson not being there changes everything. We'll get into it now. So these players I'm going to highlight are based on uh, the 53-man projected roster that Kevin Bowen released last week. Uh, I tend to take his opinion on this because he's there every day and uh, he knows his shit.
1: CP3 and... Bowen.
0: Yes. Also, Pro Football Focus has the is the fifth best offensive line in the NFL heading into the 29th season, which probably doesn't mean anything, but first up, we got left tackle Anthony Costanzo. He's been here for a while. Number 74, his Madden rankings, 84, which I thought was a little high, but Costanzo is 31 years old and entering his ninth NFL season last year he missed the first five games with an injury and then started the next 11 games where the colts were nine and two one of his better seasons despite missing five games he came in and really anchored that left side and he credits a lot of his success last year to nelson he'll talk about next and uh he was easily valuable to help pick up extra blocking to communicate with him so well so with everyone so uh i think i Costanza's kind of got some criticism early in his career, but I think these last few seasons, Costanza's been fine, really. I mean, none of the pressure was coming from that left side. I feel like it was always the other side, you know? Yeah,
1: and I believe, isn't he entering a isn't it a, in a contract year this year? I'm not 100% on that, but... I
0: know when he signed, it was one of the bigger, so I did not write that down <laughs> on him, but we could probably look that up later, but if so... I. I, th- I think he's gonna. I think they'd resign him. Honestly, maybe to a two year deal. Thirty one for left tackle is old, but it's not that old really. Considering some of the guys have been doing forever.
1: Yeah, and I mean, when you said thirty one, I was thrown off. I was like, wow, there's no way he can be that old yet. But that's just crazy. I feel like he's he's still. I mean, he's thirty. I'm I'm twenty eight, so I can't say he's old. But I mean, yeah. I was I was thrown off when you said thirty one because that just amazes me that he's that up there in age uh, right now.
0: Yeah, he's a big uh, Xbox player, too. I remember I heard him on the Great Big Joe one day, and they were talking about how everybody on the offensive line was just playing, like, Destiny 2 or something. So, he's a big Xbox guy.
1: I can't say I agree with that.
0: (laughs) Next up, left guard, Quentin Nelson. Everyone knows this name. Number 56... Madden rating, 87. I mean, that could be anywhere from there to 90. Uh, Second-year guard from Notre Dame, all pro as a rookie last season. Um, he was one of the top three offensive line run grades by Pro Football Focus and just tremendous delight for Andrew Luck. The glue to the whole left side of this line, um, this is the side you're going to go to on third and one. And his presence, the whole line is better because of what this guy can do. Thank you to the Jets for letting this man be a cult. Nelson played all 16 games last year for the Colts. Uh, he has been banged up a little this preseason, but uh, he's been doing one-on-one practice drills and expected to go be a full go for the season. So, just honestly, one of the best. People kind of criticize picking a guard that high in the draft, but just the peace of mind and the way he's just totally came in and dominated as a rookie. I mean, this is one of my favorite picks the last like 10 years. You know what I'm saying?
1: Oh yeah, he definitely, like you said. I mean. He's transformed that offensive line to one that was at the bottom of the NFL rankings, and then now they're a formidable group. So, I mean, he's that type of player for sure.
0: Yeah, and I just love a good Twitter clip of him just pancaking something. But, yeah, uh,
1: yeah, that's great.
0: Next up, Ryan Kelly, center, uh, number 78. His Madden ratings 83. Kelly uh, is coming into his fourth season with the team. He played his first 10 games of last year. He played the first 10 games of last year before missing three weeks with an injury. Um, He's another guy that's benefiting directly from what Nelson does, can pick up those extra blocks, good communication. He's 26 years old. Uh, He has no social media presence and seems to be somewhat of a boring guy. I tried to dig deep, couldn't find a damn thing about this guy. And And that's what you want from your center. I mean, I don't want a flashy center. You know, I'm sick and tired of these divas thinking they can show their ass and complain, not getting the ball enough. So it's good that we have a nice level-headed center.
1: What do you think about – because I feel like uh, he's had a lot of injury history. So, uh, yeah, he's
0: going to miss a few games.
1: Yeah, so do you think that uh, – I mean, I guess just what are your thoughts on that? Do you think – I don't even know if he's played a, a full healthy season yet, so – is that going to be a knock on him? I don't know what his contract situation is, but is that going to be a knock when the Colts look to uh, extend him, or uh, do you still think he's still relatively young and you know maybe that he can get past that injury history and you know play a full season?
0: So with the center, and the, he was a first round, so fourth year, so it's a contract year, right? Or is there a fifth year option?
1: I uh, got to admit, I am not as fully intuitive into uh, the NFL contracts as I am as the NBA contracts. But what you just said sounds right.
0: Yeah, so it's either a contract year or it's a, an option year. So I, I, it's one of those things, he's good when he plays, he's gotten better, he, it's the durability, but we don't really seem to have anyone that. Would take his place on the roster, so maybe you spend a little money on a guy. Um, I, I would like to see him have a good year. Yeah, you know, I think it comes down to this year for all that. So if he plays 15, 16 games, I think he's going to get a re-sign, and we have all that free money. He might, we might overpay for him a tad, but if he proves it this year, I think he's earned it. Yep. All right. Next up, right guard Mark Lewinsky, Madden rating seventy-four. Um, this guy is 27 years old, entering his fifth season in the NFL, originally drafted by the Seahawks. Glowinski was signed off waivers in 2017. He started last year as the backup to Matt Slauson, but it ended, ended up starting nine of 11 games after Slauson sustained a uh, season-ending injury. Glowinski is probably our weakest link in a strong offensive line. With that being said, Glowinski signed a three-year extension with the team this past offseason worth $18 million. So either way, he's going to be on this roster for three years, I, I'm guessing. And he could be like one of our premier backup guys if we find a replacement. But, you know, Golinski really came in and, you know, he was part of those games where they didn't allow sacks. So he obviously has good chemistry and he, he kind of found a home here. So he could be our right guard of the future, but he's definitely going to be going into the year. But hopefully he has a big year. But I would say he's our weakest guy along the line. Mm-hmm. And uh, next up. Braden Smith, man rating 80. Uh, one of the best things to happen to the Colts last year, honestly, and still very much under the radar going into last year. I thought our tackles were going to be a huge issue, and it very much was with Costanzo missing those first five games. He was drafted to be the right guard of the future behind Slauson, but was thrown into the fire starting a tackle in the team's final preseason game of 2018 and excelled. Um, Jamarcus Webb's injury, Joe Hay got injured. Uh, The unfortunate event with Denzel Smith, and this guy got an opportunity, and he played 13 games last year, tackle, and only had four penalties. And for a rookie at right tackle, that's super impressive. And this guy that is only going to benefit from knowing he is the starting right tackle to start the year. Although he's been injured as of late, he did play 19 snaps against the Browns, so all signs to him pointing, being healthy and ready to go. And uh, he's 23 years old, and, you know, that's just a good – it's one of the diamonds in the rough. I thought we found. We did draft him in the second round. We thought he was going to be, you know, good for us going down the line. But to step in as a rookie, very impressive. And he, the man, did get married this offseason. So that concludes the starting line.
1: Before you, yeah. before you move on to the backups, I do have a fun fact for you. There, speaking of marriage and Jamarcus Webb, uh, yeah. Jamarcus Webb, you were you were at my wedding. You probably don't remember, uh, but and I, we've talked about this, I bet. But yes, Jamarcus Webb was at my wedding. So, so Marcus
0: Webb was at a wedding. I don't, I don't even believe this.
1: I have a picture of him. So the picture of when my wife and I were walking uh, out with the sparklers, he is in the picture holding the sparkler.
0: What? Why was he there?
1: Uh, well, I can, I can tell you that at a later time. He was there with a girl, uh, a girl that I know. So he came there as, as a – he met this girl when he was playing for the Seahawks on the practice team. so yeah yeah, so yeah she brought him to do what
0: is he on a different team
1: no at this point at this point he was a he was serving his suspension i believe i don't know he was like kicked out of league or something and then so uh he ended up signing on the colts practice squad and then the year later he played what game one last year and then got hurt but yeah he was there i'll send you i'll send you a picture of it uh and I, I've I've went to the movies with this guy. I went and saw Guardians of the Galaxy two with him, at, at the Kokomo Indiana theater. I have went to the movie theaters with Jamarcus Webb.
0: <laughs> That's better than your tattoo. honestly. I know. <laughs> All
1: right, you can go. Did you like the movie? What did he, did he
0: have any comments on it? Uh,
1: I, he didn't have any comments on it. I if it was a couple years ago, I don't remember exactly. Uh, I do remember, and I don't want to get him in any trouble, but I do remember he was probably heavily under the influence of something when I met him there. (laughs) Uh, But, yeah, he's – We never want
0: to get anybody in trouble, so we'll move on. Yeah,
1: yeah, let's just move on from there.
0: All right, backups going into this year. First up, Joe Haig, 73, a guy that's been around for a while, 26-year-old entering his fourth season with the Colts. He has started 35 games for the team, so he's a good quality backup. He's a former teammate of Carson Wentz at North Dakota State. He's a great backup lineman for this team with tons of game experience and a nice guy that can play anywhere along that line. He will be start multiple games this year, if I had to guess at some point. So he's a guy you're going to see in there a lot. And depending on who he's replacing, I think he'll be fine in those games that he does. Any uh, any Hague thoughts?
1: I have no Hague thoughts for you. I'm, I'm not going to give you much thought onto these backups right now. I'll tell you that.
0: All right, perfect. We'll run through this next one then. Josh Andrews, uh, number 63. Andrews is a right guy. He was on the practice squad when the team won the Super Bowl uh, for the Eagles. This is his second year with the Colts, appearing in three games last year after we signed him from the Eagles practice squad in November. This guy I, know, I don't really know a lot about, but Bowen expects him to make the team. So here he is. He's 28. And graduated from Oregon State. He is wearing uh, number 63, so much respect to Jeff Saturday. And then LaRaven Clark. Number 62, Clark is entering his fourth season along with Haig. He is 26 out of Texas Tech. He started 12 games with the team through the years. Uh, He is a guy who can play both tackle and guard along the right side. This will probably be the last year he's here, just because of his contract, if I had to guess. I remember when we drafted him, we all thought he'd be the right tackle. The future never really panned out. But, you know, as a backup guy as in that spot, I think he still has value. And then practice squad guys that I expect him to sign. Evan Bohm, he played some center last year for us, and uh, this guy named Jake Camp. So one of those two guys might be on the game day roster as well, but I didn't write down much about them. So there you go. That's the offensive line in its entirety.
1: One more question for you before we move on to the defensive line. Yep. Uh, you just mentioned those backups so, l- backups, so let's show them a little love. If uh, one of those starters goes down, are you confident that uh, so those guys that you had just mentioned can come step in and, you know, provide? And we did, we're we talking about Ryan Kelly getting injured, so there's one thing. So are you confident in those backups stepping in and making an impact for the Colts uh, for any in- injuries that the starters may have?
0: Yeah, I mean, because they were pretty much a healthier unit last year and you did see when it broke down, but I mean, at some point experience has got to play a part. Second year system, Andrews is Reich's guy. So he expects him to fit well in the system. haig has been here forever. He's got good chemistry. So you'd think and hope, and these guys are still somewhat young. I mean, there's only one guy on this offensive line that's 30 years old. So we're very young still. And um, you hope, you hope they show the potential and, uh, I think I think they will. Okay.
1: All right. So now you just mentioned moving on. That's the offensive line right there. So go ahead and step into the defensive line for the Indianapolis Colts.
0: All right. First up, Colts defensive coordinator Matt Eberflus. Uh, he runs a four-three base defense, meaning there meaning there are four down linemen and three linebackers. The defensive line coach is Mike Fair in his second year. First up, we got. Defensive end, Justin Houston, number 99, age 30. Our free agent, our big free agent signing. Uh Houston played outside linebacker in Kansas City's 3-4. He comes to Indy ready to be a full-time edge rusher for the Colts. Hopefully and who him and Touray can be a dominant third and long duo coming off the edge. He's a high tackle guy for a defense end as well. So he's he not only rushes, but he can stop the run. Uh, he had an ACL surgery in 2016 and missed some games last season. So hopefully this all works out. I mean, we signed him two-year, 24 million dollars. We gave him a good amount of money. Uh, deal with the team. He has also looked the part so far in this preseason. I mean, a lot of the riders and the games that I've seen against the Browns and stuff. Actually, I don't know if he played against the Browns, but it, the games I've seen, the practices I've been to, uh, he looked well. So any any Justin Houston thoughts? No,
1: I'm uh, I'm excited to see him. I mean, uh, that's one of the things that's been said about the Colts is they need another pass rusher so uh, he kind of yeah. you know stepped in I don't I don't remember exactly when we signed him but it was later in the free agency period I think didn't the you
0: know,
1: didn't the Chiefs <laughs> let him go or something I don't really remember so Chiefs did
0: not sign him and he, he was like one of the last big free agents to yeah, sign yeah so
1: that was a good pickup by the Colts I'm excited to see him um and uh, glad that you know last minute they were able, able to bring him in. Um, obviously the Chiefs' background with him and Ballard had a, have a background together. So it seems like any player that's played for the Chiefs in the past, uh, at some point they're going to be an Indianapolis Colt. <laughs>
0: uh, I hope I right, am, man. That would be nice. Pat Mahomes,
1: up, Colt in like ten years.
0: Let's do it. <laughs> Next up, we got defensive end Jabal Sheard. Number 93, age 30. He's going into his ninth season and his third with the Colts. Sheard is going to make $8 million this season, seeing as we have plenty of money and Sheard's ability to be available. Sheard is an obvious staple to this Colts line. Now the issue is he's got a knee injury during the first few weeks of training camp, and he has not practiced in quite some time. So Muhammad will probably be starting week one, as reported by the Indy Star. Sheet has started every game the past two years with the Colts. Uh, he's a great defensive end that can stop the run and get to the quarterback every once in a while. He is two sacks away from 50 career sacks and led the team in quarterback pressures last season. With 13 career force fumbles as well, he has a nose for the ball like Ballard's guys seem to do. Uh, the two years he played with the Patriots, he was rated as their most overall dominant defender. Uh, Since he's been with the Colts, he has not been as dominant, but still very much productive and worth the contract, I think. So, Do you have any thoughts on Sheard? He's kind of a scary-looking guy, and and... he's kind of intimidating, so that's why I like him along the line.
1: I have another fun fact for you with uh, Jabal was back when I went to Mexico in April, I was coming back. I don't remember what airport it was. It might have been... Might have been an airport in Florida. No, it, I know it was Charlotte. I don't remember. It doesn't matter. I, it, it was Charlotte. So I was coming back, and off the plane in the terminal, that I'm the plane that I'm about to get on, Jabal Sheard walks off with his son, and he's walking uh, off the plane. And I was, you know, I, I, I hesitated. I was too scared. I didn't go say hello. Uh, he just, you know, when you get off a plane, you want to get the hell out of there. Um, and yeah. I, didn't, I didn't want to bother him. But, yeah, I've I've seen Jabal Sheard get off a plane with his son in Charlotte while traveling. So there's another fun fact for you.
0: Dang, man. You're the celebrity king out here. I know. Next up, Kamiko Toure, defensive end, number 57, age 24, Toure is a second-year guy from Rutgers that is uh, hopefully going to be a cold for a long time. He had a productive rookie year while dealing with some injuries. The the hope for him is to be our homegrown pass rusher. He's a freak athlete. Uh, Last year, pro football focus, had Toure's 38 quarterback pressures, third among all rookie defenders. He will be on the field for very obvious passing situations this season. The big knock on him that uh, Venturi talks about is, when he rushes the quarterback, he just leaves big gaps for, for the run. So he, he's he's not a great run defender yet, but he, he will be on the field for third downs. And if he gets to the double-digit sack mark, I wouldn't be surprised. I'd be pretty happy, though. So.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Okay.
0: Next up, Tyquan Lewis, number 94, age 24. He's a second-year guy out of Ohio State. Started two games last season for the Colts. Uh, he's still pretty much a working project and a guy who is battling injuries off and on. But the team is hoping for a solid rotational down lineman out of Lewis this season. He is going to be transitioning from defensive end to interior defensive lineman. So his, his story is still very much unknown, but he's got a lot of upside. I definitely think he'll make the team. And there's some people that will say he's going to have a breakout year. It's kind of a mixed bag on him. So, yeah. Any thoughts?
1: Nope, not really.
0: Yeah, he's one of those guys that not a lot of people probably have even given, given a thought about. Yeah. Next up, Marcus Hunt, uh, age 32. He's our oldest player along the defensive line. The man has an amazing ability to block kicks on special teams, as he's done uh, with the Colts and the Bengals multiple times in his career. The guy's 6'8", one of the tallest guys in the NFL. Hunt just signed a two-year, $9 million extension with the team going into this year. Um, he has a career high in sacks last year five which isn't a lot but that's not really what he does he kind of plays the nose he's just a world junior he was also a world junior discus throwing world champion so and the guy can toss a freaking disc
1: wow that's impressive multitasker and he's just got a
0: great name and he's from some cr- crazy country I'd never even heard of wasn't so. it
1: last season or was it the year before I think it was last season the first couple games of the year like he was just on a roll
0: yeah, he started off the year like in the first – he had two games in the sec- – two sacks in the second game or something like that. And he was just a beast in the interior to start the year, but we weren't winning. But uh, he played – he was a big part of last year's team on defense. Yeah. I- Next up, Danico Autry, uh, 29-year-old. Autry is interesting because it's an undrafted guy who's going into his sixth season. He's played 68 games in his career. Going into last season, Autry signed a three-year, $17.8 million contract. The contract going on to year two has proven to be a good deal as Autry recorded nine sacks last year and two forced fumbles against the Jaguars. He is one of our more experienced pass rushers and has the potential to have a massive year from the interior. Um, He's a guy you definitely, I remember just hearing his name a lot, you know, Autry, Autry, Autry. So he's around the ball, kind of like Leonard. So I don't know if he'll be the starter, but he'll definitely be a rotational guy.
1: And wasn't he on the Raiders before he played
0: uh, I think he went from the Saints to the Cowboys to maybe the Raiders or something.
1: Okay. Yeah, I knew he was Maybe it was
0: Jihad Ward that went to yeah. the Saints. Somebody here went to the Saints. Yeah. No, no, it was Muhammad that's from the Saints. So, yeah, he might have been. <clears throat> Next up, Jihad Ward, number 51, age 25. This is a guy that's still somewhat of an unknown. By all means, he's a great athlete, but plagued by constant injuries. He appeared in six games last year with the team. This is a guy that could be... Could end up being cut, I can see, uh, depending on these next few preseason games, you're going to see a lot of Jihad Ward.
1: Yeah, especially since the Colts have announced that really none of the starters are going to be playing. I know specifically yeah. against the Bears this week. Uh, so, yeah, a lot of these guys that you're mentioning right now should be giving he- should be getting heavy playing time.
0: Yep. Next up, al kadin Muhammad, number 97, age 24, uh ballard claimed uh muhammad at the end of last preseason from the saints and he was eventually promoted through the practice squad Uh, he has been taking the majority of shears reps since he went down with an injury last season he was fourth for defensive snaps for our defensive lineman on the colts which i thought to be somewhat impressive this guy was involved in uh the ff oh this is my fun fact this guy was involved in the university of miami car rental scandal and missed the 2016 Miami football season, whatever that means. So apparently he was running some kind of car rental Ponzi scheme.
1: Wow. I just,
0: I just don't even know what that means. But so I read that, so I had to write it down. I didn't want to look into it because it it's funnier just to imagine what it is.
1: So he's pretty smart then.
0: He's he's a genius. Yeah. <laughs> but he, he's a guy that he could start for Sheard if Sheard can't go week one, I, I read. So yeah. he's a name you might, you might hear a lot of. Next up, defensive tackle Grover Stewart, number 90, age 25. Going into his third year with the team, he has managed to stay healthy and productive. He won't be on the field as much as the other guys have talked about, but as a solid rotational uh, piece this time. And he's played well in the preseason, a lot of tackles, so you're going to see a lot of him against the Bears as well. And then last, Ben Bangu, Benagugu, I don't know how to pronounce that, number 52, age 23. The lone rookie that will probably make the team on the defensive line, he is going to be playing the what they call the Sam linebacker, a hybrid linebacker, pass rusher on the strong side of the defense. Just a freak athlete. Um, I know that they mentioned he had somewhat struggled so far in the preseason, but he kind of turned it around uh, the week against the Browns, so they're back high on him. I, I think everyone's been impressed with him as of late. He's still definitely a project in the future of this team, but uh, we will for sure see him some in the next two preseason games and uh, hopefully in the year. Or so, and then a practice squad guy I like they might sign is Carol Phillips, who had a good game against the Browns as well. So, that concludes the D line and the offensive line.
1: All right, so those are your player profiles here for this episode for uh, offensive and defensive line. Do we have uh, a you know next? Uh, set of positions that you plan on covering, or is it just going to be a surprise each week? I
0: don't know. Quarterbacks and running backs are kind of boring.
1: Yeah. That's why I was thinking, you know, with the, that type... I mean, Andrew Luck, you know, everybody knows quarterback. Yeah, I don't. everybody thi-
0: knows percent at this point. Yeah, so. yeah.
1: So I don't think that's as important. I think if you lumped uh, off- like offensive weapons so you could just lump receivers, running backs, and tight ends together I think would be an okay.
0: About the quarterbacks, the interesting part that I heard was that people were people are complaining Chad Kelly's not getting more reps, but he people forget he's got a two game suspension. So if luck can't go, Phillip Walker's he's our backup quarterback to start the year. So I mean he needs those reps more than Kelly does, honestly.
1: Yeah, especially considering I mean Luck should be ready by week three, so
0: Yeah, you'd hope.
1: Especially you, because he's on he's on your fantasy team, and that's gonna be a big.
0: I know. I gotta go with my boy Kyler Murray. Hopefully, he doesn't lay some eggs to we'll start the yeah. year. Yeah.
1: All right. Well, that's all we got for you guys here today. The offensive line and defensive line player profiles for the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, coming up, uh, here in the next couple of days, the next week, we'll have another player profile series on the Pacers, and then we'll be touching base again with Hawk about, uh, the next subject for the Colts. Um, as you can tell, it was only us two on the show here today. Jake is big-timed us yet again. Uh, he's not, uh, not coming to this episode, so, uh... I don't know what we're gonna do with him. We might be putting a an Indeed ad or Monster.com ad for a new podcast host. Um,
0: we had to fill the concessions with Twizzlers. They ran out. Yeah,
1: yeah. He's watching uh, a cross country meet right now, or something, something to that nature. So, uh, anywho, that concludes this episode, guys. Hope you enjoyed it. Two episodes this week, and uh, we'll be back here in the next couple days, next week, with some more content for you guys. Thanks for listening.